if you want to have the best year of your life, make it the best year of your life spiritually. And in some of us, in order for us to really spiritually mature, there's some things that have got to die. Well, welcome everybody to the Dream Lifestyle Podcast, your place for faith-based empowered learning. In this conversation, we are talking about growing up and maturing. And the reason for this conversation is based on 1 Corinthians 13, 11. I'm going to read it to you real quick. New Living Translation. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And in order for us to be successful, we're going to need to grow up and mature. And so to have this conversation with me, I have a dear friend. I have a man of wisdom. I have a man of power. I have my friend, Pastor Kevin Williams here with me on the podcast. Yeah, How you doing, sir? It's good to be here. Good to be here with you, man. Absolutely. Good to be man. Here. I'm, I'm honored to have you here. Um, so we're, we're talking about growing up and maturing, yeah. you know, and this is an important topic because at least I say this as a 27 year old man, you, you obviously are mature, experienced in life and, you know, been through some things, how important, and this is, we'll kick off with this, just how important is it for us to mature and grow up as we ultimately look to accomplish things, as we look to achieve and do great things, how important is maturity and growing up in that entire process? I think, um, I think it's important to have someone who's looking at your life to be able to speak to you in your life. Because while you're in it, you like, you know, you really don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think I think what happens is that you, you we lack um perspective. Yeah. Especially when you're younger. You know, I think one of the gifts of aging, if you would, at least, is the hope that you would get perspective. But that means that also that you're that you have to have be answering to someone higher than yourself. Right. I think, and I think it's really important. But I think though that you need to have somebody speaking in your life to be able to do that. I think it's it's tough not to, because if you only have you to compare it to, right, then you're only comparing it to whatever's around you, as opposed to having different markers mm -hmm. in your own life, different people that you know that are mature. That's good. I think what you're saying makes me think about the importance of having a pastor the importance of having real friends, like mm -hmm. friends that keep you accountable right. and, and even, you know, having a coach, mm -hmm. having mentors right. Uh, right. And, and the like, just because it is like, I think the key statement in what you said is that perspective. Mm -hmm. Like I remember back in 2019, like God has always given me like a word. He's always given me like a word for the year, but he's always given me like a word to really sit on and think about. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, my word was perspective. Okay. And that really helped me so much with, how I handled the world and how I responded to the world just because it it enabled me to at least start thinking about it. and again it's like it's a muscle like you've got to really think mm -hmm. about how to properly right. put things in perspective mm -hmm. but it really did help me with arguments and conversations and things like that because it allowed me to look outside of just me it allowed right. me to right. see situations um, see conversations, mm -hmm. not just from my lens of how I viewed a mm -hmm. situation, how I viewed, you know, a task, a responsibility, whatever, mm -hmm. but it also allowed me to at least, it opened my brain, at least when you first gave it to me. And I have a better understanding of it now, mm -hmm. um, just to have the ability to kind of see, well, based on where they are and my knowledge of who, whoever it is that I'm dealing with, mm -hmm. like how they may see it, how they may handle it. Right. And I think it, it, when we are able to I think that in itself is a form of maturing, right? We're able to say, okay, I'm not going to, you know, blow up or get angry or whatever. Mm -hmm. If I have a conversation with someone, I actually have the ability to say, hold on, let me think. To, to your point, to, to think about what you're saying. Because I think so many times when you talk about either being a child, most of the time as a child, we don't think. Right. We just react 
darkness side of a situation, we just say whatever is on our mind without taking that extra two seconds to say, wait a minute, what, what am I about to say here? What are the consequences of what I'm about to say here? And I think one of the gifts of my life has been, well, several, but my father's mother, um, my caller granny, Josephine, mm -hmm. who lived with us mm -hmm. when I was a child. Yeah. So built into our my early years are someone who was way ahead of me, who had introduced me to the Bible and introduced me to concepts that at six and seven, eight years old, that I couldn't, there's no way in the world right. I could have gotten right. as on my own. So that's one marker. And then after I accepted Christ, there was a man who embraced me when I was 16, um, Ross Upshaw, who was still a voice in my life in that way. But to have somebody who can, who clearly doesn't see it the way you see it, but someone who embraces you and sees something in you that you might not even see, see in yourself. I, I think that's so good because I think a lot of people lack that. Like, I think when it comes to people finding mentors, finding right. people that can see things in you, mm -hmm. like, I always wondered why people are resistant to that, you know, because at least I know for me in my time when I was resistant to that, mm -hmm. that form of leadership, that form of guidance, mm -hmm. I know that a lot of it came from a place of pride. It came from a place of, well, why do I need this help? Like, I got it, you know, and I think that's, I don't know. I think all of us kind of need that. At least we go through that experience of like pride. And of course, you know, fall comes after, <laughs> comes after uh, pride. But I think, you know, as I grow older, you know, and obviously you're somebody that I'm thankful that I can call on and, mm -hmm. you know, get wisdom from mm -hmm. um, and things like that, that it really is important to have people that have kind of walked the path that you've walked, mm -hmm. you know, seen what you are going to see mm -hmm. uh, and can properly guide you. Because it also makes me think about how God always uses people. Right. You know, and it's right. not always so much people that are at the same level as you, same level as an experience level. Right. But a lot of times God might just send your Elisha. He might right. just send, you know, just mentors and people that can mm -hmm. pour into you, mm -hmm. you know, and that's God communicating to you. It's not always necessarily, you know, God speaking to you through the Holy Spirit. It could just be, well, no, I sen I'm sending you those people. But see, I think the other thing too is that you have to be willing to understand and the whole humility piece. And I think in and of our flesh that we, everybody's right in their own eyes, even as children, like being a teacher, kids coming to class, I mean, you think you know. Right. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you have to, that's, that's something you have to be taught. And I think that that's something that's really lacking in our society right now because you don't have those, the whole grandparent generation yeah. is not, what it used to be in a great way. You got to, because the generations are so much yeah, it's, it's, wider now. Yeah. So you don't have somebody who, you know, you're in your 20s and they're in their 70s. Right. Do you know what you want to accomplish in the new year, whether it be personally or professionally? If you're trying to figure it out, I'm encouraging you to get your ticket to the Dreamer Symposium. This is going to be your space to get really clear on what you want to do where you are and you're going to leave with a practical success strategy and there's going to be an accountability system for the entire year to make sure that you complete it so that way you elevate your life all you have to do to get your ticket is go to dreamersymposium.com right now so you can register 
I want you to be there because I want you to level up. I want you to go to the next level in your life. I want you to level up in your finances, level up in your personal life, level up in your professional life, level up your overall level of being. And you have to go to the Dreamer Symposium to do that. So go to dreamersymposium.com, get your ticket. Now let's get back to the episode. Right. You got clearly <laughs> ahead of you. Right. You got people in their 20s and their grandparents are like 50 or right. 40. And that, that's been something interesting for me. Yeah. As being a teacher that, you know, people talk about they're my age and you're like, you're a grandparent. Like, how did, how in the world did that happen? Right. And that's how I'm seeing. No, yeah. no harm, no foul. Yeah. But, but it's like for it me, it, right now, it's not on my radar to be a grandparent. A parent, no problem. But, um, but that, that, that's, that's kind of lacking. Yeah. And kids come into the classroom not having any perspective of that generation. Yeah. And that perspective is important. Like I know one of the things that I've been super intentional with like the last couple of months has really just been calling my grandparents Mm -hmm. like, and just, just talking like, because my grand for anyone that has ever known my grandma, my grandma is one of those, like she could just talk, Mm -hmm. right. Which Mm -hmm. is a great thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I remember when I was younger, I used to be like, all right, grandma, like (laughs) I I gotta go, you know, I gotta gotta go. go. But you know, as I've gotten older, she's getting older and stuff. It's like, I just appreciate it more. And just, you know, one of her favorite things that she always used to tell me, she'd be like, Trevi, because that's what she calls me, Trevi. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, Trevi, what are you supposed to do? If you're not supposed to do it, what are you supposed to do? And I'd be like, not do, grandma. Like that's, But that's mm-hmm. just been her thing. And it's like mm-hmm. super simple. Mm-hmm. And then like I would ask her, like, where did that come from? Like why that? And she just would download into me just mm-hmm. stories and mm-hmm. thoughts and experiences. And it really is different. Like I'm saying this as a younger person, like it's different hearing that level of wisdom mm-hmm. from that generation. Um, but it also really does help me mature too, because again, it's just small little nuggets. Like one of the things that I've noticed, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, like it seems as though the advice that comes from the older generation, mm-hmm. it's very simple. Like there's, there's, it's not as complex. Like a lot of times, at least I think for me, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a big thinker. So right. I'm thinking right. like, okay, give me complex, mm-hmm. give me, mm-hmm. But a lot of mm-hmm. times when I talk to my grandparents or just, you know, I'll talk to you or just, and it's just very simple, like, no, just do this. If this, then that. Well, you, see, the thing is that it is that simple and it's not that simple. By the time we're sharing it with you, it's been whittled down, honed down, fired, baptized, and all this <laughs> other kind of stuff and been yeah. tested right. to the point where, okay, now we have it down to this. Mm-hmm. And we realize now because, and the thing that people don't want to say is that I'm sharing this with you because of all the mistakes that I've made. That's good. So I'm whittling it down to this so that maybe you don't have to go through all of that to, yeah. do, to, to so I can give yeah, it to yeah, you, to give, to, to give you the straight skinny and that's it. Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's the perspective I wish more people my age had when it came to hearing from older generations or even just take age out of it just experience like i think that's probably the best right. word right. where it's like experience if it doesn't matter if even if we were the same age if you have more experience in a thing mm-hmm. right we'll, we'll mm-hmm. use marriage in a relationship right? right if we were the same age but you were married 10 years and i just get married like i should still be willing to have the humility to say hey how do i do this thing how do i but be that, a good but that's husband? a big step though it to, is to say, and, and you're saying what we should do, right? As opposed to what we normally do. Yeah. Now, I'll give you an example. Just like the thing with marriage, we're saying, right? Young people think that they have the edge on older people simply because of technology, because you've grown up with the technology. Now, okay, I get it. 
you grew up with this. That's fine. Like with, with my son, like when he was younger, I would have him plug in the VCR. Mm-hmm. Remember VCR? That's the old oh, language. Yeah. Oh, old man. language, right? Oh, man. So now when he got older, so he's like now doing more technology. And now every once in a while, he wants, but dad, this is like so simple. I'm like, excuse me. Who put you on the VCR? And he was very young. Yeah. Working at the device. I mean, he wasn't even two, five or six years old. Yeah. Same was true with me and my pops. So it's sure. like, so it's like, don't, don't come to me with, oh, it's so simple. Because if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have been able to get the foundation to understand what this is. Yeah. So I think a lot of that has to do with um, and even to that, our relationship and the relationship with your grandmother, that that relationships take time and work. Yeah. And that's the thing. She can talk to you that way, or I can still talk to my son. Because of the work, no matter what the technology is, is because of the relate the, the foundation was laid for a relationship. Could you imagine being this old now, and now you're just kind of getting to know who she was, and you didn't really speak to her before? That's real. You know what I yeah. mean? So I mean, yeah. so you so you have that's a gift, and a lot of times we 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 miss that gift inside of our family. Stupid stuff happens. Somebody didn't say something. All oh, the stuff that can go wrong inside of a family. So then now you don't have the the the, that grandparent grandchild relationship, either because of distance, because something that stupid was said, or whatever, which is really, which is a shame, because now there's always this weird vibration. Yeah, I, I think in those situations, that's where maturity has to win. You know, where especially if we're talking about like family relationships, but mm-hmm. in my opinion, all relationships, mm-hmm. because. It's just not worth it. Like a lot of the times, the things that we may have a beef over, um, the things that we may have a problem with somebody else over, most times, Mm -hmm. it's just not worth it. And I think that's the challenge for each and every one of us on a personal level, Mm -hmm. you know, because yes, absolutely, we should have people that are mentoring us and seeing our life from a different perspective, from a more experienced perspective. Mm -hmm. But I also think to the point that you made, that's where we have to make the intentional decision to mature. Because I, I do believe like maturing is a real intentional decision as opposed to like, oh, this just happens. Like for me, I've always been a, like a good test for me and my maturity has always been uh, my responses and my reactions to the same situations. Mm-hmm. Like if if someone gets me angry, gets me sad, mm-hmm. if I react the same way and like, let's say there's a, like if I act the same way, I did, or I acted poorly in 2005, let's just say, right? right? And now it's 2023, and I'm still reacting the same way I did when someone gets me mad, sad, whatever. We haven't moved. Then I haven't matured. I haven't grown. And I do believe there are a lot of people that they have areas in their life that they haven't matured in because they haven't taken that intentional step. But see, the thing in our context, I'll say in our context, is that there's this the judo uh, the um, there's the biblical context against which if that's what the life you're trying to live and if we're using the life of Christ as a standard mm-hmm. for maturity because I mean I even think of it as like in the Old Testament with the um, with the um, tabernacle that they were moving with in the Old Testament and you had the outer court the inner court and the holy of holies yes. And the way I look at that is that, you know, the outer court is where everybody first comes into Christ, first coming into knowing who Christ is. But a lot of times, that's where a lot of us stay. So a lot of us come in and we know just enough to be dangerous. Yep. We know just enough to know when to clap, know when we know. 
you know, we know, you know, we know just enough to do that, but we haven't pressed into the inner court. So I'm thinking that by and large, most of us stay spiritually immature for mm-hmm. whatever the reason is. Then you have that other group that comes into that, that does that press into the inner court mm-hmm. that wants to know Christ. And so now that as you're looking at scripture, as you're looking at your life and the Holy Spirit's really working with you as a standard, then there's this, you know, I, I got to grow up somehow. So there's got to be something outside of us that's saying that we have to grow up. So maybe you might get that next, you know, 35% that might be 30, 35% that might be in that inner court that might be your church leaders or the people who you would look to as as more mature in the faith. Right. They've been through a few things because in that outer court, the enemy is trying to make sure we don't get into that inner court. Right. So then we we ab we um we abort our process. Some of us we leave the church, stuff doesn't go right. Somebody said boo to us the wrong way, and we leave. So we don't ever get a chance to really mature in the faith because we leave and we don't stay with it. Right. Now there's that other part of the church that gets into that holy of holies place where you're pressing in to get into that that relationship with Christ. That's clearly next level. I heard somebody gave me this language today, like that fourth dimensional relationship with Christ in the spirit, that kind of thing. And rare is the individual who's in that space. And I, I'll just use this author as an example. Um, Asian brother, his name is Watchman, Watchman Nee. Watchman Nee. And okay. he's out of um he's out of China. Well, I mean, he died in the 70s, but I mean, the, if you read anything by him or or people in his category, you're sitting there going, how in the world did you come up with what you just wrote? I'm looking at the same scripture as you, and I'm not getting this deep revelation like what you're just sharing right now. Right. And this is a brother who's been gone almost 50 some odd years. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is there's those people who who are in that. So, so if you're using the, the inner, the, um, the holy of holies, if you would, mm-hmm. as a standard for spiritual maturity. I like that. Then you, then now you're, you're, that's what you're pressing into. So we're not even talking about just to stop at emotional maturity or physical maturity, or psychological maturity. We're talking about spiritual maturity. It's going to take you way beyond, inclusive of all that, and take you way beyond. Yeah. And um, to get you to the point where you know you, you realize that as a child, that's the way I responded back in 2005. But now in 2023, I need to be a little better than right. 2005. Ah, that's that's but, but most people but most people don't yeah. even want to but but if you put, but if you challenge people, if you challenge the immature, they're going to say, "Well, who do you think you are?" Right. As opposed <laughs> to scripture says, you know, when do, when you say that to the wise, you rebuke a wise person, they're right. going to accept it. Right. They're going to receive that. Yep. You rebuke a mocker, then they're going to curse you. So it's it's that kind of thing and the thing is, who do we really want to be like? Man, who do we want to be like? That's good. So do you want to be like Mike? Do we want to be like Kobe? Do you want to be like LeBron? Right. I mean, it's that kind, like we were talking about today. Mm-hmm. But do we, are we trying to press him to be, be like, like Christ? Christ? Yeah. And that's the thing that, because part of, part of spiritual maturity is going to be us, that death to ourselves. And that's a whole different thing. We don't want to, we like some of the sin. Right. We like, and, right. We, and we justify that. Yeah. If I'm angry and I'm mad, listen, I, that's just the way, that's how that's I get down. I that's am. how I am. Or, or people will say, uh, well, the Lord knows my heart. He knows my heart. You, you mm-hmm. know that, and that he knows, and you knows your heart is jacked up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right. So, no, I, I really like that because that's a great illustration of 
one, I think any type of maturity, any type of growing up should start with spiritual maturity mm -hmm. because within spiritual maturity, that's where the Holy Spirit will be able to speak to you mm -hmm. and speak to, you know, or speak to, but also shine a light on blind spots, whether it right. be, you know, emotional, right. be psychological, physical, emotional, right. so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But it really does speak to, because I've heard, I've heard it many times and I've always believed it, but I think more people should adapt it or adopt, adopt it that if you want to have the best year of your life, make it the best year of your life spiritually. Yeah. Like I've I've heard that time and time again. And I think it I think it reigns true. And and I think your illustration of outer court, inner court, holy of holies mm -hmm. demonstrates that where it's mm -hmm. like if you are intentional with growing up, start with your spiritual maturity, right? Like that's the start. Mm -hmm. So you decide to give your life to Christ, you're in the outer court mm -hmm. and you decide to grow in your spiritual maturity, whatever that may look like, whether that's praying more, whether that be getting connected with your church, finding a church home serving, you know, basically just making all your intentional actions towards God. I want to meet you, right? Build right. that relationship right. to what we were saying. Right. If you're looking for accountability, you need to check out the Dream Society. For $20 a month, you can join a community that will give you the support that you need and the accountability that you need to hit your goals every single week. And for $20 a month, it is the best investment that you will ever make in yourself. So I want you to go to dreamsociety.info right now to join and let's get back to the episode. And then allowing God to speak through you through the Holy Spirit, but also allow others who are more experienced speak to you as well. I think the people that accept mentoring, they're in that like inner court or I should, yeah. Well, well inner court. Yeah, inner, inner court. court. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They'd be in that inner court where they're able to hear from the Holy Spirit, but also at the same time, be able to take, um, mentoring and, and wisdom from others. Right. But then also you definitely do encounter those people that are in the holy of holies where it's like their connection there is, is like next level. Different. Next level. Like it's it's and, and you it's can tell with those people some of those people too. You could yeah. Then they don't they don't raise a lot of sand. Right. They're not making a lot of noise. Um they're doing what they do. And when you come into their presence you go, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. And for me, like you said, the intentionality I, I always do a sermon lately. Lately, I've been doing a sermon when it comes to football season. Because when you look at shows like Hard Knocks yep. on TV. That's a great show. And well, <laughs> it's, for me, it's a great show because they're doing my team this season. Okay. I, don't, I, okay. I guess I can't say my team. No, no, well, who's your team? Because the Jets. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Well, y'all got Aaron Rodgers. So the I Jets, guess that's. But this is the thing. This is the thing. I'll take it now because we've been getting blasted for the last yeah, true. forty some odd yeah, years. I say, yeah. So I'm gonna so, take, I'm gonna take it this say, year. Yeah, Jets fans definitely get to talk this I'm year. I'm gonna take but, this year. But you were saying but, sermon. But on, see, on but high. see, the thing is, is that with football players, in order for them to even get to hard knocks, the stories and the things that they've done, there's been this extremely intentional lifestyle that's eliminated all kinds of other distractions, so that I could be here because i think this last tuesday was the tuesday where they're cutting they're still cutting people from the team yeah, this past still tuesday. Cutting. yeah so as good as you might have been in college you were at the top level whatever college d1 program you played for you can still get cut here right and every and a lot of people do oh yeah and you're going to the practice team and this kind of thing but I, but i'm speaking more to the the intentionality and the focus that you need for maturity there's got to be something that you're doing on an extremely regular basis. And it's got, it's got to be a lifestyle. Football for these guys is it's a, a lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, It's not just something you get, okay, I got a game. Let's see if I get up 
Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna right. drive out to the stadium. You know, yeah. these guys they live it and breathe it all the time, and I think there's this danger of just being a church member. Talk about it. There's a danger. Yeah. Because all you do is, listen, I'm trying to make sure I get here because at 12.15, I'm at, because I'm getting here at 11 o'clock, 12.15, I'm out. Right. So this has nothing to do, I don't want to throw everybody under the bus, but it's, it's not your life. Right. It's just something we're checking the box. Right. And then when we do whatever else we do, we do it based on whatever. Yeah. It's not because Christ has changed. It's not because there's been a moment in time like your own Damascus Road experience or whatever. It's not because it's because, you know, I've been in, this is my mom and them church and I go to this oh, church yeah. and all of this, but nothing happened to you. Right. There's no, but, there's not the personal relationship. With these, with these football players, it's like what they do. We ran into, and then forget, we were on a, we were taking my daughter, Jocelyn, out to college mm -hmm. in Ohio. And we got into the plane and we go, we did a layover in Washington. We're getting back on the plane and we're in the terminal. And this young man comes through and all he has is a pair of spikes that are tied around his neck. Mm -hmm. And he's like, like ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying he's got to be some kind of athlete or something. So I went up to him and I said, listen, uh, you know, you, you play football? Said, yeah, play football. You know, he had just got, I think he had just got released from the Miami Dolphins or something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, but my agent says, you know, we're going to go back and we're going to try it again, this kind of thing. But you can tell. Right, right. This guy's commitment to football was up to here. Yeah. Like, holy of holies committed, committed to football. Now, our conversation was only five minutes. I don't know if this young man ever made a team or what have you. But to me, that's just the example of that committed kind of life to so because i'm sure that there's certain things he doesn't eat mm. oh yeah regimented goes, everything is yep. just like this in order to get to that and i think especially like maybe like in american christianity we have a tendency to be real all over the place yeah you know where we're not really and i think and i think too one of the things that i noticed like and i love that you brought up the example of how people will use church and just kind of check the box with church because mm -hmm. there are a lot of people i know that won't even go as far to say, okay, the service starts at 11, so I'm going to get there at 11 and be there, and then I'm out immediately after right. at 12, right? Mm -hmm. There are people that are literally say, all right, well, the service starts at 11. The preacher not going to get up till like 11.45, so I'm going <laughs> to yeah. get there all right. I'm gonna get there right. at like 11.20. 11 yeah, honestly, mm -hmm. I'll get there at 11.50 because he's going to intro, and he might sing the song, so I'm going to get there right for the word, right. and then as soon as he says his last point, I'm going to leave out after that, right. but then th those will be the same people that are wondering... Well, why is this happening to me? Why, God, I don't feel connected and all that. But those are stuff. decisions of people who are spiritually immature. Yes. Because you do, you're, and and because and, the question becomes, and my father used to ask me this question years ago. I said, what's your motivation? What's really your motivation here? I mean, so so we got to check that. And, that. and that's a maturity question. Yes. What is your motivation in what you're doing? And as we were talking about earlier today, are you being watchful? for what seems to be other people's motivations that are around you yep. and what they're doing. So it becomes for me kind of this, um, your, that scripture that you read mm -hmm. is, has become this, this, um, this hallmark yeah. for me in this way. 
and and to, just to presuppose because somebody has age <laughs> does not right directly correlate into spiritual maturity right and some people because i mean i have i'm so and so years old and that's like well and so what <laughs> i mean really so you so you you're that but you and you've been in a church forever and a day but you're still a babe in yeah. christ right now and you it, might have a lot of life experience yeah and a lot of life wisdom but life wisdom doesn't supersede the wisdom of god yeah and you touch on a great point because i think a lot of us need to take stock of our maturity in the different areas of our right. life. And I think, right. and we talked about, we mentioned it, but I want to speak to it directly so we mm-hmm. can get it. It's a matter of commitment. Like, what right. are you committed to, right? right? To the question of what's mm-hmm. your motivation? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you committed to? Mm-hmm. And I think as believers, as Christians, our commitment should be to living like Christ lived. And like, we say that, but we really got to act that out. And not to say we have to be perfect with it, not to say, no, not, we're, like we're called to strive for perfection, right? Right. But we know ultimately, like, we're not going to reach that mark of perfection, but we're supposed to strive towards it. But we are supposed to do what we can mm-hmm. to make sure that, okay, we reach the Holy of Holies, that we don't just stay in the outer court because there's nothing more frustrating. Like, I've, I heard it, I heard like, I forget where, I forget where I heard it, but I think it's very profound that. What I never want to have happen mm-hmm. is, you know, pass away. I go up to God and I see God, and God shows me all the things <laughs> that was right. supposed to happen. Right. If I had, you know, built up my spiritual maturity and I and I grew up well and 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 you know, basically put my childish things away, mm-hmm. and He just shows me all these things. Well, I was supposed to do this. You were going to start this, but you just for whatever reason never decided to come to church on time. Because yeah, of whatever. My grandmother, Josephine, she was big on that. Mm-hmm. She, you know, and, and she would say things like, um, you know, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? I'm hearing this at seven. That's good. And then she would say things like, you know, you know, you're going to be held accountable for all you say and do. Now, mind you, this was way before I walked into a church. Yeah. So, but then when I started studying the Bible, I realized she's quoting, you know, one of the, well, I would say one of the more... <laughs> Apocalyptic books. She's yeah. quoting Revelations. <laughs> yeah, Revelation. I'm about to say you got to have a level of spiritual maturity to read Revelations, or else you'll know, be scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but I mean, but it's but it's that kind of thing to know that at some point in time, that you know we're all going to stand before him. Yes. And I think that um, I think those of us who find ourselves in the pulpit, that we need to make sure that we're telling people, giving people the right message, and it's not going to be the you know, whatever you want to hear that Sunday, because God isn't telling you all things that you want to hear. Right. And if you're with somebody who's who's mentoring you, they might be telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Right. And yeah. and then some people kind of they get twisted, they get offended also. Well, you know, look in the Bible. I mean, if you if you actually read your yeah, Bible, you read the Bible. If you actually read it, then maybe you wouldn't be a half as offended right. when certain things are actually being said because some um, for me, the older I get, just being about like being before the Lord, um, the more people I see pass off the scene. And for me, death was one of those, well, you know, it's going to happen way down, way down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I got more of my life behind me than I do in front of me. So now it becomes, to your point, Lord, am I, where am I in you? That's good. That's where good. am I in you? And that's been the, the, um, the inflection point mm-hmm. that I'm living in um, 
right now. And and when and when you Good. come to realize your maturity that that to put childish things away, the childish things of of not just the things that you that might be deemed more obvious childish things, but to say, you know, to understand your own worth in Christ and what he's put in you and the power that he's put in you and the and that the fact that you're here by his grace. And to understand that, you know, that I'm not, I'm not all the other stuff, the, the the weakness and not knowing and all this other kind of stuff and wondering if he's bringing you into spiritual maturity, he's going to bring you, he wants to, he wants to bring you to a point where you know that you know. Yeah. Oh, and that's that, so good. And that what some other people might feel about it. Man, you know, you know that what scripture I think that this makes me think of, which will sum up everything. Mm-hmm. Seek first the kingdom of God. Yes, and all, all these things will be added, added unto you. Unto yeah, you. yeah, that's yeah. good because I do believe. Just again to sum up, like mm-hmm. first, if we're thinking about putting away childish things, it does begin with maturing, but maturing spiritually. Mm-hmm. But in order to mature spiritually, it does start with a level of self-identifying. Okay, what am I committed to? Mm-hmm. What am I committed to? But then also really just allowing God to sort out the rest, right? As we mm-hmm. as we figure out, okay, you know, how do I grow up? How do I mature? So that way, because even with everything that we spoke about, maturing spiritually will allow you to become unoffendable. It will allow you to really unlock the power that God's put within you. Mm-hmm. Um, like you'll really be able to have access to your gifts mm-hmm. if you strive after that holy of holies place and that's why i really lo- i loved that that illustration that you gave mm-hmm. of outer court inner court and holy of holies mm-hmm. because i think for anyone that may be trying to get somewhere and achieve something but they're in a place of frustration where they're in a place of stagnation they're stuck that's a great place to start mm-hmm. right that spiritual maturity piece mm-hmm. where to to make the intentional decision god I'm going to chase after you mm. and I'm going to allow you to speak to me through mm. your spirit, but also through people, you know, that can mentor me, uh, guide me, pastor me, coach me, you know, through so that way I can ultimately please you mm-hmm. with, with everything that I have. So, man, that's good. One last Mark, when Christ was in the garden of Gethsemane mm-hmm. and he didn't want to face what he knew was coming, he said, if this cup could pass from me, if I really don't want to do this, but then he said, "Not my will, but Thy will be done. be done." My God! And then after that, what did he do? He died. Right. And then some of us, in order for us to really spiritually mature, there's some things that have got to die. Man, y'all heard it here first. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I, I think that's so good. Well, I hope that you guys got value out of this conversation. I hope that you all take something from this conversation and not just hear it, but I hope that you're able to really yeah. apply it. Yeah. hope that you get an action step um, from this conversation as we talked about really growing up, really yeah, yeah. maturing, um, and how that starts with spiritual maturity, how it starts with getting a mentor, getting a coach, um, so that way pe- people that can see your life from a different Speaking perspective. Speaking to your life, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, and, and really just help you 
you out. And so again, thank you guys for listening. We certainly had a blast. Yeah, this was this good. Conversation. This was good. Um, if you haven't already, get your ticket to the Dreamer Symposium that's happening December 16th, where you are going to turn your ambition into action for 2024 success. I look forward to seeing you all there. It's going to be such a dope experience where you're going to grow personally, professionally, and financially. So just get your ticket. All right. Link is in the description below. And as you prepare for next week's episode, go ahead and check out last week's episode. And always remember, your dream is possible as long as you're willing to work for it. See you guys next week. God bless you.